Alright hey. everybody, hello hey. and hey. welcome to another episode of Will You Catch Them All? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show where we are, I wish right now, I wish we were sitting, sitting in a mall. Sitting in a mall, like it's a very, food court. It's very loud though. and uh, We still and haven't found dead. a silent space there. No. Well, we have. Uh, those of you who have followed our Dead Mall series will remember some very exciting moments in otherwise very quiet places. But that's in a different series, so I don't want to consider that to be the silent places. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's... Uh, Let's continue to catch the malls that are not being used for drug trafficking trafficking. or weapons hiding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep, it's the holiday season. Things are very exciting if you are a mall aficionado. Santas are out. Oh, my God. Are they ever? I had a a friend. What are we doing? uh, How are we doing on Santa tour this year? uh, Well, I've been trying to do this just through Facebook because, Mm -hmm. as you know, like we just got past the Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, and and y'all remember our 2016 Maryland Mall Santa tour extravaganza. Extravaganza. Oh, my God. I am... I, I will not sit on another Santa's lap. You can't. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh, But I did have a friend whose uh, baby was asleep when given to Santa. So Santa decided... Uh, I'm going to play along too. Mm-hmm. And so while holding Sleepy Infant uh, has a book open laying on his lap and he's asleep. Uh, excellent. Because it's all about the photo op. It's all about the photo op. Yeah. But I like that. I like when a mall Santa is willing to participate. Right. Because you get a baby and you're just like, yeah. don't shit on me. Well, and we met, we met some mall Santas for whom it was really about them. Yeah. I, I mean, you remember that guy out at Owings Mills Mall. Oh, yeah. That was like, he would have taken that sleeping baby and been like, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, baby. It's Santa time. I need to know what you want. Make eye contact with me. Because yeah, turn, my, turn those little chubby cheeks this my direction. My eyes are going to have sugar plums dancing in them. You must look. Yeah. Yeah, that's... But I'm sticking to Facebook this year. Yeah, I, I, I think I, that makes sense. I I feel like we we've been doing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. We are allowed to take... A month hiatus, yeah, from going to the mall on weekends. Mm-hmm. I try to go there during the weekday. Uh, it's hard because you know I have a day job. Yeah, um, but I do my best to try to get out there and uh, see what I can get. I yeah. did purchase the big purchase that I've done so far this year. Uh, I found Funko has mm-hmm. created Star Wars um, Christmas pops. Of course, yeah. So I got the first one I got was Yoda, who's in a Santa hat. Great. Uh, and then I looked at the back of the box once I got home. Yeah. And then I was like, shit, I oh. fucked up. I can't believe that you didn't look at the box until you got home. Well, you know, you think it's like a special one because they do have ones where the box, it's like only two. So right. then it, there's a possibility that there is just one. Mm-hmm. But I turned it around. And so the other two that I've purchased out of the five that are available. Right. Uh, there is R2-D2 with antlers. Mm-hmm. And then Chewbacca, who is completely entangled with lights. Yeah. Um, and they are, so I bought those. And I, I haven't seen these yet, but uh, you did mention this earlier. Oh, yeah. Now, is he entangled in lights like he is having some problem hanging them up? Or yeah, is he entangled in lights like someone mistook him for a big fuzzy Christmas tree? Um, he is entangled in lights like he tried to put them up and then um, he got tore up. So I'll, I'll, I'm showing it to you, Marty, right now. Oh, but I'll continue to, me, to talk. See, to me, he actually looks decorated. Okay, that, so like that looks just... like it's evenly spaced. Okay. Like those, that was an intentional spiral of lights. Well, that could also just be the production of it. But I, I, okay, so maybe he's trapped. Maybe I bought him and now have released him 
from his Christmas yeah, cap. As soon as he uses his muscly arms to break free. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the, those are the three I got. As you can see, the yeah. look at those display shelves. That looks nice. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, I'm describing this, but this is like our oh my it, goodness. We, those are the we moved for a, them. Yeah. yeah, we moved a china cabinet from the kitchen into the living room because my sister was like, I don't want it here anymore. So and it's her guard, house. So they guard your stockings. They guard our stockings and also my pop vinyls that I have at the house. It's just <laughs> the china cabinet is full of them. Oh, excellent. And so those are sitting off atop. My mom's stocking has. Uh, Olaf, so yeah, he's just holding some kittens. Very cute. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, I'm excited because it is the holiday season. Yes. That means it's time for holiday music. Oh yeah, which I can only tolerate for so long. So I'm I'm currently yes. in that up phase where I am very into it. The, all the all the hits are back, baby. I'm excited. Uh, but and there's a lot of songs with baby in it. That's true. Uh, and that's all gonna wear thin. Oh yeah, real soon. So uh, before that. I'm excited to talk to our guest today about some ways to stem that musical tide. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe we'll find some safe ear spaces in the malls this holiday yeah, season. Just cover them up. Well, yeah, you can always make your own. Yeah. Or if you're a power walker, just bring your own anyway. Bring your own, yeah. Yeah. Get them headphones. Silent in. disco. All right. Uh, unless there's anything else. No, let's get to it. Yeah, we'll be right back with our guest. All right, hey, hey. everybody. Hello. Welcome back to uh, the Big Podcast Studio in a crowded night for Big. We've got some people practicing in the next room. a lot going on. Uh, so you might hear them. Uh, maybe not. Jonathan has editing magic, and he will make that happen. Uh, yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sorry. I just, having that in there in case it doesn't work, it's like, oh, man, he definitely failed, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So that way, it's like it's all there. Everything's if you covered. did not hear that long pause that I did, yeah. uh, then I was successful. Everything's great. Yeah. Uh, we are thrilled, delighted, and I think soothed to be joined in the studio today by Brian. Brian, how are you? I, I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. We're very excited to learn uh, about some of your particular musical tastes. Yes. Uh, if I understand right, you're an expert in classical music. I, I am an expert in classical music. Well, classical actually can um, include many time periods, including Impressionism and the Romantic period. Okay. Classical period is really a specific period. Mm. Oh, is it? It is. Okay. So people get kind of ramshackle with their targeting on that word. And yes. They, just, they use it to mean things that it may not. It's become genericized, yes. Mm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close all the tabs that I had open about classical music yeah, that's because fine. they are probably not in the exact period we're speaking about. It may be. I mean, it is part of it. Okay. Oh, well, I've closed them already. Well, so. they're all closed. Oh, well, never yeah. mind. We'll just assume that they were useless. So, okay. uh, probably. Brian, tell us a little more about classical music. Like, What are some examples of things we might hear and say, oh, I know that and then be surprised to learn that it's classical, or not surprised. Okay, well, Beethoven is definitely the classical period of music, mm. although he's leaning into the Romantic period. Okay. You've probably heard of Beethoven's Fifth. It's like, dun-dun-dun-dun. Right? Oh, yeah. That's a symphony he wrote. And mm -hmm. people are often surprised to learn that that is a classical musical piece. Interesting. Oh. Mm. It's not hip-hop, even though it's very bassy. Right. Now, I, uh, I want to back up a little bit, because when you described it, I knew you were describing a classical piece, but I think even if I had, without priming, heard Beethoven's Fifth, I would have thought this is a classical piece of music. I would have thought classical music. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe maybe we need a few more examples because I'm I'm not quite sure. Maybe I'm just putting too many things in that bucket. 
Okay. Well, uh, okay. There's also like modern classical music. You've probably heard John Cage, right? Oh, no. yeah. He has a very famous piece that's just silence. Right. People don't know. Four thirty-three. That's correct. People yeah. don't know that silence is also classical music. It's a big part of why we cut most silences out of our podcasts mm, because, because we don't have rights to it. Yeah. yeah. It's modern, so it's copyrighted. Yeah. YouTube has tried uh, and sometimes succeeded several times to take people's videos down when they have silent audio tracks because oh, yeah. it uh, it's a content match for content warning. Four Thirty-three. Huh. I'm not sure if is it a curse to say the name of the song. Maybe we should avoid that too. Well, no, because it's not like it's six six six. Fair enough. Uh, well, okay. So I feel like the waters maybe are getting more muddy now. So we have classical, then we have modern classical. Right. Um, let's for, say. Oh, go ahead, please. Oh, for you... example, at the the BSO here in Baltimore, mm. right. they do these free concerts. Um, one time, this is true. I saw one of their free concerts. And it was just the flutist blowing into their flute to make whale sounds. Mm. And that's what modern classical music is like. Huh. That is true. That is interesting. So when I think of, of classical, I think that it, it, it means something historical. It's, mm. it's that you're, in, you're looking back at a period of time and recognizing some, some art, uh, but in this case particularly music, as being something important that came out of that time, something reflective of that time. And using a flute to make whale sounds doesn't remind me of any period of time. Uh, that's that's what I thought at the time. Um, but I guess the idea of classical music now is that it's part of a tradition dating right. back mm. to this earlier period when that was experimental pop popular music. Yeah, oh, see, I that's see. how I always thought about classical music was it was like a specific, like, after or maybe before the 1700s like that's where mm -hmm. classical music falls so anything before 1700s okay drops into this like this baroque and yeah. medieval music yeah and so you know like for for me specifically i think of uh specific instruments that you hear more often so like mm. a piano you hear mm -hmm. a violin oh but the piano really came later did it like that's late classical oh. like beethoven was a pioneer in piano music okay so piano was new for classical it was new and like the modern piano that we think of today it's really more of a romantic <clears throat> instrument where we have the 88 wow. keys and that really good dynamic range yeah is there an instrument that was sort of in that classical period that doesn't really get used anymore. Maybe it doesn't oh, even yeah. exist. Oh. Was there something that died during the classical era? Well, oh, my favorite one that was very popular um, during the classical mm -hmm. period is the recorder, which now we think of a children's instrument. Right. right. But there's many um, recorder concertos. Now they're usually played on flute. Um, oh, sure. But it was a popular Which is fascinating because instrument. that means they sound wrong now. Like well, a flute has a very different timbre and and noise from a recorder it's true but they they think of the audience that's listening to it and it'll sound better to a modern ear right, and yeah. a lot of classical music has changed now like if you play an old piece um there was a study recently that looked at recordings over the last i don't know 100 years or however long there's been recordings mm -hmm. and they found that we now play most pieces faster than we used to yeah right people's attention spans are just not there for the old type of music. Like the flight of the bumblebee. Hmm. Used to be used to be much well, slower. Why well, I could imagine you know, it's like do 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 but now it's like gotta go fast. Because I mean yeah. at, at this point everybody's just trying to break records and I think it's that's true. the that's the song that you have to play to get like the Guinness record for fastest song 
played on violin. Mm. I believe I've read that somewhere. Okay, that sounds right. Well, the average instrumentalist now is just much better than maybe the average instrumentalist 100 years ago. Right. We're healthier. We have more time to focus on learning skills like that. And, you know, all of the great virtuosos published their books or taught their students and traditions Uh, were passed on. So it's like you have all of their tricks. Right. And much more easily available thanks to the information age. Mm. Right. Definitely. There are podcasts like this one that are just focused on, you know, the pedagogy of music. Yeah. Oh, I should probably listen to some of those. They're boring. Yeah. But are they? If you're really into it, mm. you know, if you play an instrument. I mean, to be fair, details. we do a podcast about malls. So, mm. um, oh, and to, to bring that back a little bit. Oh, the mall. Uh, yeah. Mall soundtracks and, uh, you know, that looping music that you hear mm. in a lot of malls. These days, uh, it, it almost feels like somebody just pulled up Spotify and hit whatever's top 40. Right. Right. But when it gets to holidays, uh, it can be worse. You you hear those same 10 poppy Christmas songs. That's right. You're thinking of maybe The Nutcracker by Tchaikovsky, that right. one pop Christmas song that we're always hearing. I would say that is one of the few in in like what I would call the classics or the mm. classical songs. Um, you know, most of the ones that yeah. that you get are going to be like you have to be careful with just thinking of like Santa classic Claus. and classical. Oh. Yeah. Like I feel like that's there's an AL. Definitely. Yeah, I run into that a lot. What What is a classic versus what is classical? Oh, it's hard to distinguish. I mean, I feel like there must be some overlap, right? Right. I mean, at some point, there's going to be an overlap. Yeah. If you thought about a classic of classical, you would have like Beethoven's Fifth. But is something classical without being a classic? Sure. Okay. Something from the mm-hmm. classical era, that was terrible. Yeah. And can something be a classic that's not classical? Yeah. Right. Like uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is a classic Christmas song. Right. But there's nothing classical about it. Hmm. I don't know if Gershwin ever wrote a Christmas song, but he's one of those crossover artists that people yeah. think of as Broadway and classical and jazz mm. all at the same time. I'm certain there is a Gershwin Christmas something out there. Yeah. I mean, he was prolific. That seems like a, a movie that should be made a Gershwin Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a very Gershwin Christmas. I would watch that. Up next on the home. Although Marshall, Gershwin was yeah. Jewish, so... <laughs> That would so be really maybe, exciting to watch. Yeah, actually, you've already found the central conflict of the mm. film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see it now. Macy's is like, Gershwin, you got to do this mm. for the kids in Christmas. It's like, but, but my I'm beliefs. <laughs> yeah. But that's against my religion. Uh, great. I love it. So, um, yeah, you, you've already, uh, out the gate, I think, kicked one out there. The Nutcracker Suite mm. is uh, thought of as a very classic Christmas song, I guess because the Nutcracker figure itself is Christmassy. And the the story of the Nutcracker takes place at Christmas because otherwise you wouldn't have that thing out in your house. Mm-hmm. That's a weird thing. It is weird. What do you know about the history of the Nutcracker Suite? Mm, well, let me think. I know I know Tchaikovsky. I think he was commissioned to write it. Okay. Possibly by a ballet company. Um, ah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure I read a book all about this, mm-hmm. but I ignored anything that wasn't about Tchaikovsky's personal life. Oh, was there were there some juicy details in there? Well, there was a lot of speculation because he was like a an eternal bachelor, which at that uh, time you're like, oh, you're an eternal bachelor in the right. arts. So yeah, mm, what does that mean? Right. And these days it would just be like, he's gay. It's fine. Yeah, they'd be like, I think he just sleeps with guys right. and writes music. Like could, like everybody could we else. Be cool about that. Yeah. But, but this it sounds like time. this this book went into a lot of of detail to um I guess reflect on how people couldn't quite come to terms with that yeah there's there's a lot of that for whatever reason in the history of classical music Mm -hmm. because i guess they're guys who like to sit at home by themselves and write music and people are like feel that's weird although they also admire it yeah 
because it's uh it's like an intellectual achievement certainly for the time right oh, yeah. like who has access to instruments and uh the training that it takes to to like think in large pieces of music and uh the answer is like probably dudes of money and not a lot of social life it's true sorry i i fell into this rabbit hole of uh gershwin christmas mm-hmm. and then Excellent. also uh, it's got to be real uh so there he wrote one song that I could find so far, and it's called Snowflakes. Okay. But I did find out, here are a list of songs written by Jewish writers. Okay. Um, do you hear what I hear? Nice. Silver Bells. Nice. Rudolph. No Winter okay. Wonderland. Wow. Let It Snow. Mm-hmm. White Christmas. And also, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Cause it's like, well, what what can we do? I yeah. mean, we 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 don't have Christmas trees. Let's rock around them. Okay, so maybe malls are being subversive by yeah. playing that list of songs on the holidays. I really like it. You know, that sounds like a great list to hit if you're like, let's be a little more inclusive. Yeah, we're really ramming Christmas down people's throats, but we can at least play the songs that right. were by Jewish creators. That's I right. think that's better. It's important to have representation behind the scenes as yeah. well as in front. I mean, they're still leaving out a huge number of religions yes. <laughs> and holiday celebrations around the solstice, but. It's better than nothing. That's right. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I kind of want to get back into uh, dishing on these, like the lives of these classical artists. So, mm. so it sounds like you're into Tchaikovsky. Was that like your favorite of the mysterious bachelors of the day? Well, oh, my favorite. Um, uh, Tchaikovsky was Russian, so it's always uh, they're always you know European of some type. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean there there are others, and you know you could take a class on that some private liberal arts schools, which I did. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but um, Maurice Ravel, another one who, you know, he never married or had any um, relationships. Mm-hmm. So people thought maybe he's he's gay. But the weird part was that his friends would start rumors and they'd be like, no, I totally saw him leaving a brothel the other day. <laughs> a brothel. <laughs> like to say That's that. That's proof positive. Not to be like, oh, he's just, you know, likes to spend time with himself. Right. Instead, the rumor is like, I saw him. Or to say, him. like, it's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the man alone. That's really funny. They would just, like, start rumors. So I wonder if that was just a thing. Like, maybe he made it in his monthly schedule. Like, oh, it's the third Thursday. I need to be seen leaving a brothel. Yeah, just so, for promotional yeah, purposes. Just, <laughs> maybe it was his time to, like, perform. Maybe. Yeah, like, maybe it's just, that's... He, Played in the, the that bar was where area. he tested out his material. Yeah, yeah. Mm. everybody had to start in a, a dank, right? You know. Yeah, go to the brothel basement. Yep, get on the classical piano that they have there. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a thing? That's not that classical piano is a genre of music, not a type of instrument. <laughs> I would say generally <laughs> okay. that's true, but I definitely believe that there most likely was a piano at the brothel. Mm-hmm. I, the only mm. brothel that I can think of right now at the top of my head was from The Simpsons. There was definitely a piano in there. There was. There certainly yeah. was. But I would argue that that piano was not in the same style as pianos that you think of that were made and played during the classical era. That's true. So mm. maybe it is an instrument. Yeah, maybe it's not. Well, Ravel was in France, so there were probably salons. Oh, okay. So nice. I'm sure everywhere yeah. had a piano, you know? Yeah, That was right. like the period of that. Nice. For political Because they were, they were fresh and new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um... You know, we really got away from from malls and mall music, but uh, that was. But this was important. Yeah, you know, we need the background for the background music, mm-hmm. right? And if we don't have that, we can't start anywhere. Agreed, uh, Brian. We're uh, just about out of time for the interview. Do you have any final thoughts for folks that may uh, may just be thinking to themselves, "Wow, I don't know anything about classical music." 
Oh, goodness. If you really want to know about classical music, this is also true. I started a project on Wikipedia about 15 years ago. Mm. It's called the um, Wiki Project for Classical Composers. And you can go in there and read all about the history of classical composers as written by dudes who write on Wikipedia. Excellent. Well, you know what? That is a unique resource in the world. Yes. And it could not exist anywhere except Wikipedia. Yep. That's amazing. Uh, great. Well, before we let you go, would you like to stick around and play a game with us? Oh, okay. Sure. All right. Well, that means it's time for everyone's favorite game. What's in the box? Uh, it's it's wrapped up. What's in it? Yeah, so that's this is our uh, favorite Christmas game. We bring it around for this season. Um, we ask our fans at uh, We Have to Ask on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and your, on our website at WeHaveToAsk.com. We uh, and we just, you know, uh, I, I asked, like, what's your favorite Christmas gift? Mm. What's your favorite Christmas gift? And wh- what I thought what we could do today is we could talk about some of the gifts that people talked about. And let's just let's yeah. just see if it's sort of like a classical gift. Mm. All right. A gift yeah. to us oh. from, yeah. a, from a very... See if we can relate from the classical period. Yeah. Yeah. We could try it. Uh, all right. So our first one uh, comes to us from uh, another Brian, actually. Uh, it was when he was six or seven. Um, he got Matchbox City and Country tracks. So it's mm. this wonderful. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's mm. this little like box set. Will that... listeners be able to see this image somewhere? No, they're not. But okay. if you if you Google Matchbox City and Matchbox Country, you'll probably yeah, be probably able to put find like it. a minus twenty. Yeah. In that. So you, so you ignore results from Matchbox yeah. twenty. Oh, okay. Um, but you know that's in the box. I I'm I feel like at this point. Uh, that is definitely seems like a very classical gift. So mm-hmm. the idea of having like a, a a container to hold your car in, but also when you open it up, it actually has a world in it. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think, Brian? Uh, it does sound like a classic gift for people our age. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to talk to like people from another generation, both above and below us. Right. Mm-hmm. What did the 21-year-olds think of it? Versus the sixty-year-olds, because yeah. I wonder if that's like a like specific timed gift. Ooh, yeah. And if we are in, if we're talking people from the classical period, mm. and we're talking, you know, people that are what in their two or three hundreds. Yeah, they, they probably didn't today. have cars, yeah. carriages, maybe, nor manufacturing techniques to make something so small and detailed. Oh, so true. Like each each of those Matchbox cards, uh, cars in in that time period would have required an artisan's hand. To make each one. Yes, you'd probably have to be very rich to afford that. Yeah. Yeah. So probably a really good gift. Probably a really good gift. Yeah. yeah. And probably if you had it still today, isn't that always the feeling? Like if you had just kept this toy, it would be somewhere something. You know what? As somebody who is moving soon and uh, just opened up a box of things from my childhood that I did just keep. Yeah. Um. No. None of it. No. No. A bunch of it's just like, oh yeah, that. It's not worth anything to anyone but me because of right. childhood memories. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, because of those manufacturing techniques you talked about, they made so yeah. many. It turns out there's just a lot of stuff in the world that people could just get if they wanted it. And scarcity is becoming less and less of a real thing. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, so th- this one comes to us from uh, Chris S. Uh, an out-of-manufacture Zune. That's all Zunes now. Yeah, like all Zunes. Yeah, they are... haven't made Zunes since like 2005 or something. So that's probably not true. But like 2009. A while, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all Zunes, yeah. Um, 
What a gift. That's a big jump. Yeah. Because uh, I believe, isn't it that um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they give Star-Lord a Zune? I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After they break his tape player. Yeah, after they break his tape player, they give him a Zune. So that's a that's a big jump from like the 80s to like 2009. Right. Could have yeah. could have gone with like a disc man or some sort. Yeah. It feels like a long time ago though, doesn't it? The Zune. Well, you know what? I was going to I was just going to say I remember the Christmas that I got my first MP3 player. Was which, it a Zune? No, it was not. It was the first MP3 player that you could get. Period. It was called the it was from uh, Diamond, a company that made like sound and video cards. And they called it the Rio PMP 300, the personal music player. Hmm. And uh, it could store 32 megabytes of songs. Oh, wow. So, so many. If, yeah. If you compress that way down, you could get like a dozen songs on there in, in fairly low quality. And uh, it was incredible. I loved it. I, I started uh, pirating the shit out of music. As you would. That I, that I could not play on my 486 computer which could barely browse the internet but i could pull those files down and put them on my rio using a (laughs) i think using a cable that plugged in where your printer would go Mm -hmm. if you've ever seen those like huge 25 pin wide cables right on an old computer yeah those were the days uh so the zune first manufactured in well released in november 14th 2006 the last one to actually be produced and released was april 12th 2010 Mm. And then 2011, they discontinued. And then 2012, Microsoft shut down everything. Wow. Hmm. It's interesting to think that the end of the Zune was not even 10 years old. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Our last one was one that we got uh, two. Oh, one. I'm sorry. We almost didn't get the classical perspective. Oh, yeah. Brian, sorry. what do you so think Brian, about yeah. this? Well, the Zune did play classical music oh, there if you loaded it on there. Mm-hmm. That I do remember. How magical do you think it would be for someone who lived in the classical era to receive this box that could play anything, that could make any sounds? Oh, I mean, it would be huge. Back in those days, you know, you would have to purchase sheet music and then you'd probably have to to learn how to play. (laughs) The lady of the house usually would learn to play um, to entertain the household. Wow. There you go. Uh, So witchcraft. Witchcraft. Uh, our last one, uh, two people, both named Rob, mm. uh, gave us this uh, last gift. And I just feel like because we need to do threes, yeah, um, I have to do this one. It's Jesus. The gift mm. of Jesus? Yeah. What, Rob N spelt the word Jesus out. Okay. And then Rob M just put a, a gif of Jesus. Like baby Jesus. There he is. Mm. Yeah. It's a gif. Well... Congratulations! I do That's feel what that is about. I do feel like this would be the most classical of classical gifts. Yeah, I mean it's literally where the story of Christmas came from, as you said, Brian. Yeah. So, technically correct. Yeah. And you know what? People in the classical era would also recognize that answer. Yep. Yeah, they believed in that. So nicely done. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. All right. Well, that was in the box. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for playing that game with us. Oh, I feel yeah, like we appreciate it. All learned a lot. Uh, Hey, before we let you go, if uh, if folks around Baltimore were to uh, try to find you to see you do something entertaining, where might they go and when? Oh, goodness. You know what you could really do is I have a bio on bigimprov.org. Okay. Mm. And that lists out all of the different things that I like to do. Okay. Um, it could change at any time. Ooh, is, like it. You could just go in there and edit it and add things. So that's probably the most up-to-date place, okay. unless yeah. I haven't updated it recently. Right. 
but you keep that up to date? That's that's like a task you give yourself? That is something I am able to do and sometimes do okay. with my limited powers. Amazing. So that's uh, bigimprov.org slash brian-young.html? Probably. <laughs> give it a search on Google. Uh, excellent. Well, yeah, look look for Brian. Uh, let's see, you're, you're part of Important Screws. Yes, um, every other Tuesday. And the Bad Karaoke Project. Nope. Bad Karaoke Experience. Experience, sorry. Oh, we have a, um, anyone can join on the first Wednesdays of the month for Club 1727 nice. and learn how to make up lyrics on the spot. Wonderful, yeah. That's right here at uh, Baltimore Improv Group. Right, 1727 North Charles Street. Oh, that's where the club is. Oh, this is nice. I just I I haven't been to the uh, the new bio the pages. new bio pages, but there's just a bunch of little pictures of everybody that performs. Where's Brian? There he is, down at the bottom. It goes by last name. It's alphabetical by last name, I believe. Yeah, it is. Brian Shea put that together. Shout out to him. Good shouts credit. to uh, shouts to other Brian's. J- so it is it is bigimprov.org slash Brian dash e dash young dot html oh yes Excellent. i usually go by mid- middle initial it's very classically yeah, it's very pretentious classical. yeah yeah well there's a lot of brian's out there it's you need, true you got to differentiate yourself we have three here wow i think they're all in the building today excellent now a lot of brian's yeah well we're we're blessed with brian's uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't do this show without you. Uh, keep sending us in your favorite mall pictures, mall experiences and stories, uh, or even little snippets of weird songs you heard at the mall. Yeah, uh, We will take them at our website at wehaveToask.com or on our Twitter or Facebook at wehaveToask. And uh, keep sharing the show around. You know, we do the show for you and for the other and people. And for that other listen. people that haven't listened yet. Yeah, we do this We're for them. them. Yeah. yeah, someday, someday they'll listen. There's somebody and someday out there. Appreciate it. I'm gonna guess that her name is Blair. Wow. And she's gonna hear this for the first time and be like, "Wow." See, I think Thanks. of Blair as a, a male name. I think of Blair Underwood. It can be both. There you go. Wait, Blair Underwood. Yeah. Do you mean Claire Underwood from the show? <laughs> from the the. Uh, oh no! What is the show? You get. You used can, to have Kevin Spacey. You can totally House of Cards. House of Cards. Thank you. Although Blair Underwood is an as a male actor, though, right? Oh, right. Okay. So I'm not going to make you feel ridiculous, but that's one for me. All right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I don't mean Claire Underwood. I'll buy you an icy next time. Yay! Great. Uh, well, anyway, keep sharing the show, especially to new folks. And if you are already subscribed and you've told all your friends, give us a rating. A four or five star review helps people find the show and keeps people learning about all of these fantastic constructions, monuments to capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. This has been another episode of Will You Catch the Mall? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. As always, ding, the mall will be closing now. See you all next time. This has been another episode of Will You Catch Them All? I'd like to thank our producers Amy and Herbie Lobsters, and thanks to Skies and Chaos for using our theme song New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehaveto.ask.com on Facebook or Twitter at wehaveto.ask. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on Peaksoft Network at Peaksoft. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've i tried to ask. You did? And I, I haven't gotten any answers. 
How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.